Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day it is for y'all. For those of y'all that continue to join me here for a few minutes, a handful of times each week, I'm very grateful that you're here, and I hope that y'all are getting something out of each episode. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. Um, I'm humbled by that and grateful for it. And just want to make sure that y'all know that each time. And obviously, I hope that it helps our country just a little bit. Lord knows we need it today. So we're going to forgo one of our little walks because it is kind of nasty weather for this part of the world. Some of y'all would laugh at that. But we're going to have a little fireside chat. You might be able to hear it in the background. Sitting by the wood stove. It's nice and warm. Almost a little too warm, but I shouldn't say that. (laughs) So no puppy dogs, no cats, no birds, and uh, it's just us. I really don't have any idea, folks, how this particular episode is going to go. I'm going to bump the second episode of Jonathan Edwards, which is extremely important. In fact, I feel like that's really the the center of everything in America today is getting back to God and and need the need for some kind of of great awakening like we've seen in the past in our history. But something came across the wire last couple of days. I'm pretty sure that most of y'all are going to be familiar with it. And I feel very strongly about it, and I think that it illustrates something that we've been doing in America for decades that's extremely dangerous. And so we're going to walk through a few quotes and talk just a little bit about it. And I I started, I was going to begin with the actual event, but I think I'm going to start with the quotes and end with the event. We'll see how y'all handle that. So one of the core values, unarguably, if you're honest at all, with the left is bigotry. Whether you're talking about Based on race, slide my little footstool over here, whether you're talking about gender, based on gender, based on class, as far as socioeconomic background or ethnicity. And you see it in a lot of different areas. And and we'll talk about that in just a minute, but I wanted to read through a few quotes First, before we get into it, this episode is going to be a little bit different because 
I'm going to read through some of these quotes and then the last part of the episode is kind of going to be a little bit of a monologue. So y'all forgive me if that's not what you signed up for. <laughs> I'm going to read two quotes from Abigail Adams, who was our second first lady, wife of John Adams. And I've used a couple of these quotes multiple times, and I will continue to use them because they're fantastic. Merit, not title, gave a man preeminence in our country. I did not doubt that it was mortifying, a mortifying circumstance to the British nobility to find themselves so often conquered by mechanics and mere husbandmen. But we esteemed it our glory to draw such characters not only into the field, but into the Senate. The second one, real short, luxury, that baneful poison, has unstrung and enfeebled her sons. I'm going to switch over now to one that y'all are probably very familiar with. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Martin Luther King, Jr., Hypocrisy and double standards, we talk about often that this is a Christian nation, and there's overwhelming evidence to support that. And our great leaders consistently throughout history have acknowledged this from Wilson saying that we were born a Christian nation to Truman telling Pope Pius that we were a Christian nation to Washington all the way back saying that it's impossible to rightly govern without God in the Bible, uh, to Jefferson saying that we all agree on the moral precepts of Jesus Christ, uh, just a number of others. Um, talk about Lincoln, Grant, you could talk about any number. So as a Christian nation, it's important to know just how God views double standards. Just a few verses, folks, very quickly. Out of Deuteronomy, you shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. A full and fair weight you shall have, a full and fair measure you shall have, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Proverbs, unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. And again, Proverbs, unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord and false scales are not good. From Romans, for God shows no partiality. And that's just a real quick sampling, folks. The point is, there's, there's no place and this has hounded our nation in a number of ways for double standards. So where are we going with this? We have for decades now, arguably 
close to 60 years, 70 years. And, and we've done it at other times in the past, folks. I'm just, I'm talking about what's currently going on. We are pushing this kind of hypocrisy. You see it in education. If you don't realize it, go find a teacher that you trust, talk to them or an administrator. We have some kids that take a test and everything is completely normal. Uh, they take the test and they turn it in. We have other kids that get the test read to them, get calculator assistance, get shortened answers, get highlighted answers, uh, get all kinds of what are called accommodations. And yet, both sets of students are then graded on the same GPA scale and put into the same class ranking, despite blatant disparities in how they are evaluated. Critical race theory has pushed in education, uh, looking at certain percentages of students past or students in some kind of punishment based not on the actions or the merit of the student, but based on skin color or gender consistently goes on. It's a long list you could talk about in education of examples. Uh, look at the police force, look at fire departments across the country, different standards or lowered standards in order to accommodate, to make sure that we get the right quota of skin color and gender have a friend that within the past couple of years came up for captaincy in a fire department, well-qualified for all intense purposes. The job was his and yet it was given to someone else because of their, because he was not the correct gender and skin color that the fire department needed to look good to the authorities and outside community. You can make that same argument right now with the decisions being made about the Supreme Court. A Supreme Court justice blatantly being told, this has already been going on, folks, but it's out in the open now, is going to be picked based on gender and race nothing to do with merit or character, which is so degrading to those of a particular gender or race that have earned whatever the position is to be coddled and treated as if they couldn't get the position on their own. And then the military, for decades, we've been pretending that men and women are interchangeable, are the same. We have been pretending that co-ed units are as functional as all male units. And it's completely dishonest, folks, because it, it, just in your own life, you look around, and if you have just even a shred of honesty in your body, you will acknowledge 
that men and women are not the same, that we've been created differently by God, that we have different strengths and weaknesses that complement each other. And so what what the left and what feminism have done in this particular case is, is they've said what they're saying, if you don't realize it, which apparently a lot of people don't, or or they just want to go along with it out of greed and selfishness, is they're saying to women, they, they, they claim that other people are viewing women as less valuable. But in reality, they're telling women, look, if you're not exactly the same as a man, you're not worth anything. If you don't work exactly the same, if you don't do exactly what a man does, then you are viewed as worthless. You're, you're, you don't have any value. Which is absolutely 100% counter to God and the principles of Jesus Christ that this country was founded on. Men and women are different. We will never be the same, no matter what the left of the world claims. We are not interchangeable, but we are absolutely equally valuable in God's eyes and and in the nation's eyes. I don't have words strong enough for how much I disdain people that want to pretend that the only way that women are valuable is if they're exactly the same as men and and pretend that traditional biblical roles for men and women, which have made this nation as strong as it is, are somehow degrading. You go back to the military for just a second. The Marine Corps did a study back in 2009 or 2010. You can look it up. They haven't made it too hard to find yet. I want to say there were something like 134 categories that were evaluated between co-ed and all male units. It wasn't even... It was already, folks, We they were already twisting this to try and make it seem better for co-ed units than it was because they didn't put in a 50-50 unit, right? They put in what is applicable, I think, at least at that time, to the Marine Corps, which was closer to somewhere between 6 and 10%, give or take. And so the unit... didn't even have a 50-50% mix. So if it had had, if it was a true co-ed unit, the results would be even more disastrous. And 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 you've got to wonder, even at this point, if they were already tainted a little bit because of culture and political correctness. But in 93 out of those 134 tasks across all MOSs, the all-male groups outperformed. And I need to, I'll go and see if I can dig into that one podcast because it really breaks down the, the top 10 or so percent of women versus the bottom 10 or so percent of men. It's, it's pretty eye opening. But as I said, you can go find it. So what does all this have to do with anything? I mean, it seems like I could stop right here. It's pretty blatant. We've been risking lives, uh, across the, police, fire departments, and the military out of political correctness for decades now, playing games. It's the same lunacy of not, when you're looking 
they don't want you to profile. Let me tell you folks, and I, I wasn't in any kind of firefight like you think of from World War II or Korea or Vietnam or even some of the really bad ones like Fallujah. But even in my limited experience overseas, I can tell you immediately, if you didn't profile when you walked into a place, you were asking to end up dead. And that's not melodramatic. That's just the way it was. You had to, if you saw young males of a, of a certain ethnicity in an area that were by themselves, right? You were foolish not to take note of that. You were asking for trouble. And yet that's what we've told our, our police and so many others to do. I, I, I'm getting sidetracked here, folks. The point is we have weakened our military in particular, and we've really weakened education when you go back to the the bigotry, the basis, giving these accommodations to some students and not to others. And it's the foolishness of this no child left behind policy where everybody has to have a high school degree, which is a whole nother multiple podcast in and of itself. But why did this come up? Ukraine. If you haven't been watching the news, folks, which I'm sure most of y'all have that listen to this podcast, they are just pushing on the edge of a real war. And I've seen a couple things that just struck me. One was weapons being handed out to, I, I think, to both young men and women that were way too young to fight on the Ukrainian side. And a elderly gentleman that was reported to be 70 plus years old coming to join the Ukrainian army. Their backs against the wall, folks, they have no other choice. They're fighting for the very existence of their country, regardless of whether you think it's wrong or right, or we need to attack Russia or not. I'm not gonna get into that today. But here's the point. When Russia comes in, when any, any enemy comes in, but in this case talking about Ukraine, do you think that they're going to say, oh, you've got real young kids in that unit. You've got not just young boys, but, but women and girls. And yeah, we realize that, that they're not quite as physically fit, that they don't have the same standards. We realize that those co-ed units, because the, the difference really, folks, the major difference isn't physical. It's it's psychological. If you remember anything about the Lynch girl back in the first Gulf War, that's a perfect example of why co-ed units are a bad idea psychologically, emotionally. But do you think the invading army is going to say, oh, well, we're going to give you a little bit extra time. We're going to fight a little slower. We're going to make the walks a little shorter for you. We had a saying in the Marine Corps, the, the pack doesn't get any lighter and the road doesn't get any shorter. No. It's, it's just absolute insanity, and you risk lives. The enemy is going to take every single advantage they can. And so go back to this Abigail Adams quote about luxury making her sons feeble and weak. We have had so much for so long in the United States, and it has allowed us to play these politically correct games and pretend like men and women are the same, pretend like we can differentiate based on race, pretend like we can give accommodations to some students and not to others, and that that's going to be okay. We're about to run out of fairy tale time, folks. It's just almost gone. It's gone for Ukraine. It disappeared in a matter of a few days, maybe a few weeks if you want to push it that far. Russia doesn't care. 
They do not care what Ukraine throws at them. They're going to take every advantage they can. And we are beyond foolish, selfish, and we are risking the lives of men and women by playing these games and pretending other than the truth. There was a, and I'm about done, folks. I realize that I've gone over and I really didn't intend to, and I apologize already. There was a little paper posted up in the wall of 3rd Marine Regiment out in Hawaii. Probably I could still take you to that exact stairwell where I read it the first time. It's a quote that the commanding general for 3rd Marine Division required to be up. And I I searched for the quote today, folks, and I found a partial, but I didn't find the whole thing. So I'm going to paraphrase and give you the gist of it. It said, let no Marine or sailor in 3rd Marine Division, let never let their ghost come back to haunt us and tell us that if we had only done a better job as officers and staff NCOs and trained them just a little bit better, that they would still be alive. No fire, you want to talk about fire departments, no fire is ever going to slow down because you have a mixed unit that's weaker, slower, and not as good. No criminal is ever going to stop and say, oh, let me slow down a little bit to help you out. No enemy anywhere for our nation is ever going to say, oh, well, we understand that you're trying to do things because it's politically correct, because it makes people feel good. They're going to take every advantage they can, and they're going to crush every single opportunity they get to destroy and attack those weaknesses. We've been doing this, folks, for over half a century. And we're about to get into a real fight internally. Maybe externally, but definitely internally. And all of this stuff is going to go right out the window. It would be nice if we would wake up and realize that before. If we would if we would go through the pain, the blood, sweat, and tears and practice, right? Like before you play, you work out. It's a great, great quote by Muhammad Ali talking about how All of his fights were won long before he ever, won or lost, he said, won or lost, before he ever stepped under the lights in the ring. We're just asking for heartache, folks. We've been doing it for a long time. And uh, I'll leave you with this. I almost didn't post this because I knew it was going to step on a lot of toes. And And I've kind of got a Charlie Brown mentality. I like people to like me. And I was debating on whether to post this, talking just a little bit to God, not as much as I should be. And I ended up reading that day the story of John the Baptist. I don't remember which gospel it was out of. I apologize. And the fact that he got arrested because he condemned Herod's marrying of his brother's wife. He had to know that was coming. He had to know that he was poking a bear, so to speak, and that there was going to be a huge price to pay. And yet he did it anyway. Whether you want to admit it or not, folks, doesn't change the truth. Any, We've made our nation weaker 
because of the political correctness and the bigotry that we have pressed in education and our police, our firefighters, our institutions, and particularly our military. It's just a fact. Maybe we'll wake up before it's too late. Maybe. Even on that sour note, folks, I'm going to leave y'all. I appreciate you sitting by the fire with me. Hope y'all could hear it in the background a little bit. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you continuing to share the podcast. I hope that you are using your sphere of influence to light a candle or two in the darkness and spread the truth because it helps every single time it helps. Huge deal. Y'all have a huge amount of influence in whatever role you're in. Don't take it for granted. God bless you all and your families. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon. I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon.